0: All right, it's time for Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith.
1: Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you very you much. Here last week.
0: Thank you very much. Took a little week off. It was a nice little, nice little break. Nice to have some time off. Yeah, it was. It was nice. We're now in Mexico. You've been down there, Mexico? Oh yeah, sometimes. You, didn't you tell me? You didn't you? Uh, I around. Yeah. You hitchhiked through Mexico? Yeah,
1: a long time ago. But oh. Yeah, I uh, spent three months down there. I think spending? Practically zero money.
0: <laughs> you probably didn't have any money. Well, yeah, <laughs> didn't
1: have much money. What better place to go and not have money than back then as Mexico?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure you'd want to hitchhike through Mexico. No, these days. Do
1: it now it was also not just hitchhike. I was taking buses. Oh yeah, you know these mountain mountain roads uh, with very with no headlights sometimes. Oh yes, <laughs> right, right. A lot of fun. So not a family vacation. More of a more of a university
2: student.
0: Good good adventure, adventure. Good adventure. But it's good to be back. So let's talk a little bit about some of these municipal tax hikes. We just heard in our news there, yeah. City of Vancouver, Mayor Ken Sim, promising some sort of review of Vancouver spending as they get set to deliver a double-digit tax hike.
1: Uh, I think councillors are getting a little freaked out for the first time. The the, high, the, the biggest tax hikes we've seen in most politicians' careers. Yeah. This is uh, because of inflation, cost of living. Uh, the rising cost of materials when it comes to construction and things. So it's, uh, yeah, these uh, councils, not just Vancouver, Surrey's meeting today, talk about their 12.5% hike. Uh, You've got councils of every stripe wrestling with, in many cases, double-digit property tax increases, like so, which we haven't seen in decades.
0: Right. Let's have a listen to Brenda Locke here, the mayor of Surrey, talking about the tax hike there.
1: I don't want to deliver a 17.5% increase. Not one person on council wanted to see that happen. The problem was we came into a mess. We came into a, a council that was faced with poison pills, with mis- mismanagement for four years, and we have to right a wrong.
0: Okay, so originally 17. percent five percent tax hike that's been whittled down to well, what, 12 and a half
1: they've used the money they're going to plan to use the money the province is giving them out of this one time only billion dollar fund surrey yeah. gets something like 80 million uh to uh, keep uh, taxes lower and so put it into the operating budget the problem with that they may be kicking the can down the road because this is just one-time funding that money they're getting from the province is not going to be there next year Yeah. Uh, So if they fund um, services and personnel, that money's not going to be there to provide the same funding next year.
0: That's still a huge honking tax hike in Surrey,
1: 12.5%. 12.5%, which means the price of uh, doing business is going to be higher because businesses are going to be paying considerably higher uh, taxes. That's going to be passed on to their customer. But again, Surrey's not alone. Vancouver's looking at double digit. A number of Port Moody, I think, is double digit. You've got... Places in Lakeside and in Kelowna is double digit. You've got uh, again the biggest property tax hikes we've seen in quite some time.
0: Right, Brenda Locke, of course, the mayor of Surrey, blaming a lot of this on the transition to a local police department and away from the RCMP. She wants to keep the Mounties in Surrey, and she says, by the way, if the province green lights this continuing transition to a local police force, future tax hikes in Surrey could be even higher. Have a listen to what she says on that
1: this budget is based on what the council voted on which is to keep the rcmp as the police of jurisdiction if we were to go with the surrey police service that number would be significantly more
0: so we continue to wait for a decision on the surrey police
1: yeah it's going to come soon so i would say within a month we're going to get a decision from the province it's a clot we've talked about it many times it's uh it's a classic dilemma i think for the government on the one hand You've got just recently the Nova Scotia shooting inquiry report, devastating for the RCMP, saying it's a broken culture. It has to be fixed from top to bottom. Right at the moment the province is deciding whether to allow the RCMP to continue. Do you think that's a, a factor? I, in, I think in, Whether
0: they leave the, keep the RCMP in Surrey? Oh,
1: Farnmore said that last week. This he is going to have oh. an impact on his decision one way or oh. another. So, yeah, oh. it is a factor because the RCMP, uh, the report was highly critical of training. Everyone gets trained at the same place, Regina. Uh, and that includes the members in, in Surrey. So Farnworth's foreshadow I don't know if he foreshadowed or not, but he did comment on this. I asked him at the news conference twice about the impact this inquiry will have on his decision, and he says, yes, it's going to be a factor.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of the tax hikes that are going up, not only at the municipal level, but for everyone in, in B.C. April so 1st. A lot of them go up on April 1st every year, including the carbon tax. Uh, let's listen to this guy. This is a guy gassing up his car talking to Global News about the carbon tax going up. Have a listen.
2: I just think it's ridiculous. And that's my honest opinion. Because right now, a lot of people are struggling to just live.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people are paying more at the gas tank now.
1: Well, and you're going to be paying more every year for the yeah. next seven years. It's going to triple, uh, more than triple, in the next seven years. And it's going to, and even though there's rebates attached to this and you know credits and this stuff. Where I think the problem with the carbon tax is going to be is you pay it every day or almost every day. You pay it constantly. And over time, if it, it starts to grow in in uh, its size, which it will according to the federal government schedule, it's in the B.C. budgets, in every budget. Every April 1st, it goes up again. Um, I just wonder over time whether there's going to be a public backlash against it. Yeah. But especially if you don't see emission targets being met. And right. This is what the carbon tax is all about. It's supposed to bring down curb behavior, To bring down uh, emissions, um, greenhouse gas emissions. If that's not happening, uh, it's going to be interesting because governments are increasingly basically wedded to this tax because it's a huge revenue stream. It used to be revenue neutral in BC. That's no longer the case. It's simply a a rising number in terms of revenue. It's going to dwarf everything except the sales tax. Uh, It's soon going to be more than a number of revenue streams for any any provincial government, and governments get addicted to that type of revenue stream. Yeah, then it makes it difficult for it to go, to exactly. go away, right? I, no, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go away because I think it's just built, it's increasingly part of the bedrock of provincial budgets. You just can't yeah. get rid of it.
0: Yeah, but could those scheduled increases maybe be scaled back? Well, I mean, forward. this is
1: over seven years. Who knows yeah. if there's a change in government? They have the, they have the ability to change the tax structure. I mean, yeah. that's what elected, every elected government can do that. But uh, it's, it's a thing to keep an eye on over the next seven
0: years. Yeah. Let's talk about the sad news on the weekend there. Red Robinson mm-hmm. passing away. The Vancouver DJ sudden, suddenly Legend. passed. And that was sad. And I feel greatly privileged. I was able to interview him a couple of times. Yep. And uh, this guy was just... His life was amazing when you think about everything he had done, bring the, the Beatles Especially in Vancouver, Elvis. At such Elvis. a young, young age, he yeah. played
1: such a pivotal role in uh, bringing acts of Vancouver to radio stations. And again, spotting where Rock was headed, yeah. well ahead of a lot of other people. He knew this is basically lightning in a bottle, and he hitched his, himself to it.
0: He knew what the kids wanted to hear. He did. Because he was a kid himself.
2: Yep. So, you know, you yeah, knew he what, was very you knew young when, when he
1: started in this. So he yeah. he had his finger on the pulse of uh, that emerging generation. So he Really, sad, sad he news really and Condolences really did. to his family. I yeah. remember our morning news once put a picture of a young Red Robinson and a young me up on the same really? on the screen, saying "Separated at Birth." <laughs> there is a bit yeah, of we, a resemblance. We
0: did look. We did look alike. <laughs> you did. Okay, <laughs> so let's go back in time now here to red robinson introducing the beatles in vancouver and then the crowd started getting a bit out of control and you hear red robinson stepping in here the late great red robinson have a listener
2: and it gives me a great deal of pleasure
3: on behalf of p of the P&E and C fund to present the beatles
2: <laughs> thank you very much everybody thank you we like to
3: i hate to uh if we've got to back some of the people up. It's been two kids crushed already. They'll have to cancel the show.
0: Yeah, that was pretty wild because Red Robinson went to the microphone there to sort of calm the kids down, and John Lennon didn't really like that. No, John no. Lennon
1: yelled at him um, until he was explaining what was happening, but uh, that was a legendary concert. It's actually, I think I've got a bootleg record of that you yeah. used to be able to buy. It was a, it was a landmark event at Empire, old Empire Stadium. Yeah. Where, basically grew up watching the BC Lions. But uh I remember hearing a recording of Jack Webster, Mm. former um Titan, journalistic Titan, and Jack Wasserman of the Vancouver Sun giving a commentary saying how uh, just how how, what a ridiculous scene this was. With the Beatles. Yeah. the, The crowd, the kids were out of control. (laughs) <laughs> Again, sort of the older generation not getting what Red Robinson sense was coming with the younger generation. I remember talking to
0: Red Robinson about this incident with the Beatles where he goes to the microphone trying to calm these kids down. And he said John Lennon sw- basically he swore, swore him. at yeah. him on stage and said, what are you doing up here? You're not allowed to be on stage with the Beatles. And Red said, look, the police asked me to come up here and calm everyone down. And then apparently Lennon said to him, oh, I'll well, carry on then, mate. Yeah, you know, it was calm, calm Lennon down. So, but you know, the Beatles. I guess he's famous for the the Beatles story. But I mean, you think about all these other giants of Elvis, Elvis. Uh, Buddy Holly, yeah. you know, Chubby Checker. I mean, it just goes on and on. Like bringing, he helped bring uh, Elvis to Vancouver. The Elvis. Yep.
1: Yep. No, Squire Barnes had a great piece on our newsletter last night, just uh, looking back at so many of his accomplishments, and Elvis yeah. was a big one.
0: Yeah, he actually uh, wrote a letter to Colonel Tom Parker and then talked to talked to Colonel Tom Parker on the phone and said, hey, can you bring Elvis to Vancouver? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons Elvis ended up in Va- And Red Robinson was the MC of the Elvis show. Yeah, again, like he was at a, MC at a very beetle. young age.
1: Yeah, amazing. Way ahead of his time.
0: Amazing. All right, it's Valdry's Beat. Lots of calls here. Blake in the West End. Hey, Blake, go ahead.
2: Yes, it was Red Robinson that bought my Beatle jacket so I could go to the show to fit in with those mop heads. And he was a great, great guy. And he, he, when he needed a record, this is later on, he couldn't find it, he'd phone me. He was a great, great fan of Roy Orbison also. And I don't oh, know yeah. whether you folks know, he came out with a book a few years ago called Red Robinson, The Last DJ.
0: Yeah, yeah. great book.
2: Yeah, Sad to see him go.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Blake, for the call.
1: Yeah, I forgot Roy Everson, another one. I saw, (coughs) years later, I saw Roy Everson play at the cave, the old cave nightclub in downtown Vancouver, which is a legendary spot. It had so many great acts booked in there as well.
0: Yeah, that's a great book, by the way. I've been reading that book with some of Red Robinson's personal recollections and stories, and he got millions of stories about these big stars who come to Vancouver. he would hang
1: out with them, drive them around. Just until, Lily. he passed away on Saturday. He was active on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, Right up until the very end, he was constantly posting articles and uh, reminiscences. Yeah,
0: Uh, he really was great. Rob in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob.
3: Hi, good morning, guys. How are you today? I just want to wait. First of all, just a quick blurb on the carbon tax. Biggest fallacy there is, as far as I'm concerned. That, it's a revenue stream, like you said. That's all it is. It's a joke. Greenhouse gases are going up. But my real reason for calling, guys, is the RCMP in Surrey. The fact is, is I, how this is taking so long for Mr. Farnworth to decide this? I've said this oh, yeah. before. They have, they, ha, I, they have 80% of the force still, the RCMP. They do a good job. But for Farnworth to, yeah, to say that this, this could uh, affect his decision on what happened back east, yeah, that was a travesty. That was a travesty. But you don't. As far as I'm concerned, you don't paint everyone with the same brush. There's many no. good police officers in the RCMP. The fact is, 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 and I hear on the media, oh, it's going to cost $145 million now for their wage increases. David Eby knew that, too, as far as I'm concerned. He's throwing out billions of dollars left, right, and center. You know, okay. The fact is, so you guys, I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank
0: you. Thank you for the call.
1: Cool. Yeah, Rob's referring to... Um, no money in the federal budget to cover the RCMP wage increases which oh, yeah. are negotiated by the federal government. So the municipalities are quite upset. Mm. Uh, and issue Issued news releases uh, right across the country last week. What about, what
0: about his point? What's taken so long for Farnworth to make the call
1: on this? From what I can tell, there's there seems to be a lack of coherency when it comes to all three parties providing information. They don't all seem to be on the same page. So the ministry a few weeks ago asked everyone, you know, reconcile your views here, because you don't seem to be having the same numbers, whether it was personnel or dollars.
0: Let's go to Gail on the line in Delta. Hi, Gail, go ahead.
3: Hi, I'm calling. I was at the Beatles concert. Um, Mm. I was down on the field with the crowd. Um, When they rushed the stage, uh, there were several fences in front of the stage. They knocked over the fences. They were tearing at the things on the stage, and it was a pretty scary event. I actually had to get down on my hands and knees and crawled out of the crowd to get away. I lost wow. my friend. I tried to find her. They they had people in the first aid rooms just overflowing with pe- girls crying and people upset. And it was quite a, a memorable experience. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I guess glad was. I was there.
0: Wow. I bet it was. So other than that, how was the show? <laughs>
3: Well, they only sang three or four songs, I think. So it was yeah, pretty it was short. Yeah, very
1: short.
0: Yeah, they gave the very short concerts. You yeah, know. as they did... On all 30, their tours. 30 they, minutes they weren't, or weren't, something.
1: weren't talking Springsteen-like no. five-hour shows. These were in and out, very quick. And it's amazing, the phenomena that was Beatlemania. Oh, yeah. You've never, never seen anything like that since. No. It was, um, it was quite something to look back, some of the old newsreel footage of people just losing their minds.
0: Thank you, Gail, for calling in. I'm glad someone who was at the show called in. Robert in Burnaby. Hi, Robert. we got a minute here.
2: Yeah, I was at the show, too. I was in the field, uh, I guess, about the 55-yard line and that uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the show down there too, and it was—I um, was 11 years old. It was wow. pandemonium. I could hardly see over the heads of people because they were, you know, people older than me, you know, 15, 16. So I'd kind of look around and mostly I was seeing lights and that, but I was experiencing all <laughs> the, you know, <laughs> all you the, hear the lights, and play- you hear the Beatles my, my, my playing? Did you hear the Beatles playing? i pretty upset, though. You know? Could
0: you hear the Beatles playing over all the screaming?
2: I heard the Beatles screaming. At, Mom let me in, you know. I was, uh, you know, we were at the roller coaster, and uh, I I said no, I gotta stay, Mom. I just gotta stay. <laughs> and then when she, she heard all the uh, the reports at home, at back, you know, in in Brentwood uh, area we live here, anyways. But she she heard the reports from uh, on the radio. Norm Groman and a couple of other people, I guess, were on radio. Yeah, and thank, she, you, Rob- she, she, she- thank you,
1: Robert. Thank you, Robert. Hate to cut you off. You're out of time. Yeah, Norm Groman was one of the announcers. Jack Webster, Jack Washerman, quite a landmark event in vancouver and thank you to red for report thank you keith all right